Welcome to the Nurse to Nurse podcast, where we'll have inspiring and innovative conversations from one nurse to another, helping you leverage your experience, expertise, and education to build your personal brand and start a coaching practice. And now, here to help you unleash your magic in the world, your host, Starshima. What's up, girlfriend? Welcome to another episode here on the podcast with me. How you doing? How you been since we last checked in? I hope all is well with you. My goodness, I am back from Universal. Um, It was such a great, great experience. Um, I hadn't been there for a very, very long time. I don't want to date myself. You know, they say women should not tell their ages, but just let me tell you, the last time I remember going to Universal Studios was when Backdraft was there. Yeah, girlfriend, that's how old I am. So it was a great experience overall. I loved all the virtual simulation and the rides, and I made it. I didn't have no massive like heart issue or anything like that, which I, you know, getting a little older. So things are a little bit more challenging, Uh, but it was super, super cool. Great sister trip. I am really grateful for it. So I hope life has been treating you well. You've been doing all the amazing things that you want and living your life. So today I wanted to come and have a conversation with you. And I want to say thank you to the young lady who sent me an email and she wanted to know, Starshima, how do I start my coaching practice? Like, I feel like I have the passion. I have all these things. What are the fundamental things that I should do to help grow my passion? And if y'all know me, I love to teach. I love to educate. I love to empower you to go and do the things that you love to do. So this is a great question. So I hope you got the Nurse to Nurse podcast journal with you and you have some places to take notes. And this is for my new coaches and even for my coaches who are ready to go back and revamp their, um, my new coaches who are ready to go and revamp their coaching business, making sure they have the fundamentals in place, which are absolutely crucial, then this is something for you as well. So get those good notebooks ready and let's go in and jump into the content. Now, for some of you all who are just starting out and have not made any money in your coaching business, you're really struggling probably like I struggled in the beginning of how do I really package up my education? How do I really package up my experience, uh, my expertise and where I am and my passion, right? Mixing all those together to make a profitable and premium coaching practice. And you're struggling with, you know, I'm, I'm a nurse and I go and I nurse and I get, I'm expected to get paid for nursing, but I really don't know how I'm expected to get paid for the experience and the time that I put into the game, how am I really going to drive impact with other people with the things that I've done so far, right? And can I really, really create that time and financial freedom that I really truly desire with everything that I've been through all my experience this far? And I am here to tell you, yes, ma'am, you can right? Um, When you're thinking about starting a coaching business, there are some important things that you can consider because, you know, you can be a coach and not make money, but there is a strategic way about how you package these things up to make sure that you're in position to make money, 
And that's why we're here, right? So just to lay some factual information down for you, if you need, if you're a person like me, well, show me the, the what, the why, the how underneath, right? Don't just tell me all these things. Well, if you look now, coaching a bit, coaching is an industry of about $2.8 billion and growing. So that means that there's coaches out here who are making money. There's coaches out here who have changed the narrative, who have changed the financial landscape for themselves and their families. But the key thing is making sure you have, have your foundation right. So again, if you're a new coach, this is a good conversation for you. If you're a coach who's been coaching and maybe you're not closing the ideal clients that you want, maybe you haven't worked with any paid clients yet and you're ready to be able to do that. Well, let's make sure that you have your foundation laid as you should and making sure that you are set up to be able to profit. So today our goal is to do what? give you seven fundamental things that you need to start your premium coaching practice today. Okay. Seven fundamental things that you need to start your coaching practice today. So the very first thing is where many coaches go wrong. And I have to be honest with you. Can I have a transparent moment just for a moment? And this is growth. And this is why I can help you is because you don't get to make the same mistakes that I made. This is why when you come and work with me in the personal brand for coaches is that you get to collapse time because you're not going to make the mistakes that I've made because I'm going to show you the way not to make them, right? So looking at that, the first thing is making sure that you are playing in your zone of genius. This is a big thing understanding where your niche is and the thing that really tells you where your niche, where should I be playing? And there's all different types of niches. And here's what happens for coaches, why those that are out here are not making money. I can tell you the number one reason why coaches are out saying that they're coaches and they're not making co um, business, I'm sorry, not making money in their coaching practice is because they have not clearly define a niche. So when your niche isn't defined, you really aren't sharing where your level of expertise is. And you're really just being a generalist and you're showing up and you're just hoping whomever gets the message, gets the message. And then you find yourself working with people who you don't even have the expertise to even work with. Now we're, we'll figure it out, but it may cost us some time it may cost us some energy, cost us hella frustration, but we're going to figure it out because that's just who we are as nurses, right? So making sure you choose your niche and the things that help you make sure that you're in the appropriate niche is these three things here. You think about what type of education do I have? Okay. Where's my background? What certificates do I have? Where am I really specialized at? So you look at your education. Then you look at my experience. Where have I spent majority of my experience? Some of you have been cardiac nurses. Some of you all have been mental health nurses. Some of you all have been pediatric nurses. And even in pediatrics, you may focus on the respiratory aspect. Or in pediatric, you may focus on the neurological aspect. Some of you all are diabetic nurses in the different populations. Um, so understanding where is your experience, because the place where you're experienced at is where you have the greatest level of expertise, right? So then you've had, you think about your expertise, where am I an expert at? And here is the most 
foundational thing that kind of brings this number one, which is choosing your niche and making sure you're there is understanding what your passion is. I can almost guarantee, and I don't like to project, but I can almost guarantee you're doing what you do. You play in the field that you've been playing in for all these years because you love it, right? You're kind of passionate about it. You like what you do. You may not like how you're doing it right now and the capacity and the shifting of healthcare, but you really like what you do and you really like helping people get through these things. So you choose your niche. Let me give you an example of how people in healthcare choose their niches. Let's think about doctors, okay? So doctors, they all go and get the same type of medical training, right? They go for MD, they all take the MD route. They are required at minimum to sit and become a doctor that they all take the same route of education. Same thing as us as nurses. We all are required. The BRN has required us that we take a certain type of program that meets a certain type of criterion, criterion, right? For us to be able to sit for our state boards. And that's why we have that RN, that LVN behind our name, right? Okay. So, but then some of us play really specialized in different areas. You know, we all get the foundational knowledge of what it is for general medical to be to, to treat medical surgical patients, right? Do you agree? Doctors, they get that same basic treatment. But then we have some specialized doctors, like some of you all, like I said, are mental health nurses. You have to go and get an extra level of education. The criterion to be a mental health nurse took extra certifications, extra competencies to be able to specialize in that area. Some of you all are ER nurses. Your level of knowledge is not the exact same level that a medical surgical nurse is expected. It's, you had to go and get a specialized type treatment. Think about your doctors now. I'm still with you. Think about the doctors. So the doctors, they had to go. Some of them are OBGYNs where they work on women type issues, childbearing, reproductive type things, right? They had to go and get super specialized in that area. You think about the orthopedic surgeons who are going in and replacing joints, which are knees and hips. They had to go in, they went through the same basic medical school, but they had to go and get specialized in how to be a surgeon and how to be this particular type of surgeon and not just a general type surgeon, right? Um, think about your cardiologists. They went to med school, but they had to be specialized in that area. And so because they're leveraging their niche, so think about when you go into the cardiologist's office, it is a particular type of person who's coming into your office. Typically, if it's cardiac, they have some type of cardiac issue, coronary artery disease. They've had an MI in the past. So the doctors know what type of patients are coming into them. So when you define your niche and know where you should play, looking at your education, your experience, your expertise, and thinking about your passion and your plan in that zone, uncovering your area of genius is so important. So that's number one, how to start your premium coaching practice. Consider those four components, your education, your experience, your expertise, and your passion, and choose the niche and where you should be playing. Then the second thing is you're going to look at discovering um, the people who should be in that layer of expertise, right? In your area of where you're playing within your niche. 
So we're going to lean to the cardiologist for the sake of our conversation and keeping things consistent. So again, I told you when the doctor, when a cardiologist, what type of patients are they anticipating to bring in and who are they wanting to serve? They are going to serve people who need what they have. So they're going to be people who have heart conditions, problems with their heart, problems with their circulatory system that have failed for a multitude of different reasons. So they knew who they needed to help. You need to discover in your coaching practice who needs what I have. Let me just share with you what happens in this space right here at a very fundamental and foundational type level that happens with coaches that prevents them from scaling their coaching practice to the um, level in which they could. They do not know who needs what they have. Instead, what they do is that they go out and try to modify their experience, their expertise to meet the people who are around them instead of going out and finding the people and positioning themselves in the market to attract the right people into their coaching practice. This makes coaching really, really hard. This makes your business model really, really hard to be able to scale. And let's just be honest, it makes it hard for you to close your first client. So, you need to discover who are your people and the people who need you are the people who have some type of problem that you can fix with your education, your expertise, your experience. Okay. Now that was number two is discovering the people who you were created to help by leveraging number one. So number three is after you've are clear about what's your zone of genius, you've uncovered that you have discovered who are the people. Now in the big thing in discovering who are the people, you need to identify what are their problems, right? And in creating a business, for a business to be sustainable, you have to be solving somebody's problem. If your business is not solving somebody's problem, and let me just be real with you, not solving your problem, but solving their problem. Mm. This was a good question, girlfriend. Thank you for bringing this up. I really love this. This is really next level, really innovative. You know, and these are the things I talk to my women about. And if you're liking these things right here, go to www.iamstarshima.com forward slash build my brand. And let's get you hella, hella intentional about your next level. So I'm still here. Let's talk about number three. Three is designing the offer. So creating an offer that is going to be transformational. When you think about creating an offer, and this is sometimes where we go wrong as coaches as well, not having our offers right. You know, we have to create an offer that people will feel dumb, like literally dumb by not taking our offer. Like this is what you want, right? Why are you not taking it? And creating an offer as such. But some of the components about creating an offer as such that make people feel like they're dumb for not saying yes to you um, is making sure that that offer really creates a layer of transformation. And when I talk about transformation, transformation is taking your client from their pain point to the place that they ideally want to be. Okay. Now, let me give you an example of this. So you're listening to this podcast, right? And you're like, this is a really good podcast for me because I've been a coach for some time, but I've been coaching pro bono. I have not gotten a chance to really earn 
money, right? And Starshima jumps on and she's telling me about these seven foundational things that I need to have my in my coaching practice. And damn it, I skipped over number one and I was kind of hitting and miss with number three. No wonder why I'm really not making money. But she just told me she can help me in the next 90 days really be able to position myself for profits. And I've been struggling because I know that this is going to be my ticket. I just haven't found the way. So essentially taking a coach from having a coaching practice with making no money to in 90 days building a coaching practice and that is closing $3,000, $5,000, $10,000 months is a transformation. Transformation from broke to making money, right? That is transformation. Everyone, depending upon your zone of genius, if you're a health coach, perhaps you're going to help someone lose weight without feeling like they're dieting, right? That is taking them, I can't lose the weight because I feel like I'm dying. I feel restrictive, but this is your magic of what you're going to take them through, which are education, experience, and expertise. Health coaching, just, just a little plug here for you, girlfriend. Health coaching is one of the most profitable coaching practices out here right now. Okay. All right. So thinking about that number four, so making sure your offer creates a layer of transformation. Number four is creating a simple yet effective one page marketing plan. So many coaches get discouraged in the beginning because somebody told them that they need a huge, big business plan, how they're going to make their money, how they're going to do all these things. And they haven't even figured out who the heck they're serving, right? It's so counterintuitive where really all you need is a simple marketing page, a simple one page marketing. And y'all going to hear me talk about this time blue in the face because I was guilty I was guilty of thinking about if I needed all the system in place and until I got the systems in place, I couldn't do the right thing. Now, there are some systems that you need, and I'm going to tell you about them here. But you don't need the fancy-ass website right now. You're a new coach. You haven't sold your first package yet. Don't worry about the website. That's probably going to change. You don't need a website. I didn't start building my website until I actually started closing clients in my coaching business. I'm going to be honest, you don't need that, but there are some things that you definitely need. I'm going to share that with you. So creating that one simple actionable marketing plan that you can drive home over and over again. And the reason why I teach you about a simple one page marketing plan is because I want to get you really, really good at selling the thing. The reason why our businesses don't grow is because we don't sell the thing. We think that we build the coaching practice and the people are supposed to come. Eventually you're going to get to a point where you're going to attract people to you, but Sister, you got to go out there and you got to hustle. You got to market like a boss. You got to position yourself as the authority. You got to stand out. Just being real. I'm giving you real practical information. I don't know what they're selling you out here in these internet streets, but I'm just going to tell you the truth. I, I come from an honest and integral space and I want you to win. And I want you to win the right way. I want you to be sustainable, right? Sustainability. So creating a simple, actionable marketing plan. And it's really simple. A simple, actionable marketing plan can be something like I'll show up online three times a week. I'll go live. I'll offer them something. I'll tell them to get in my DM or I'll have them comment something. Then I'm going to do something next and I'm going to get them on a discovery call and close the call. And then I want to be hella savvy and strategic when I get them on a call because my goal is to close them. And that's what I help you do is how do you close your clients on your call as well? 
for every coach, you should be talking to every one of your clients. Forget what these gurus are here talking about and telling you not to talk to your clients. People who are investing high ticket, they want to touch you. They want to hear from you. And when you talk to people, you create relationship. I am a big proponent of relationship type marketing. Okay. The internet is wild. Artificial intelligence is wild. I want to talk to people. I still yearn for that desire to talk to people. Right. All right. So that is number four, the simple marketing plan. So number five, I told you I would not leave you hanging. And five is talking about the systems that you need to have in place. So a website is not a system that you need to have in place. Here's what you do need. You need to have a calendar. And I highly recommend Acuity. I use Acuity and I use Acuity because I can link my Stripe account to it. I can accept payment from it. I can set up multiple different calendars. Like I have a podcast calendar. I have a one-on-one calendar. I have an onboarding calendar. I have my group coaching sessions calendars. So I have multiple calendars on there. And then when I host little group, other like VIP days, I have those calendars as well. So I can use multiple calendars. But when I first started out, so remember going back to foundational, I started with one calendar. And that calendar purpose was to get people on a call. And I would block out 30 minutes of my time to talk to someone. I had my questions of knowing why I was going in there, what I was going to ask them, and what if we were a good fit that I was going to offer them an opportunity to come in and work long, alongside me. So making sure you have a calendar. The second thing that you want to make sure that you have is a payment processor, a way that you're going to be able to process your patient, your patients, yeah, your patients, um, your clients' payments. And you know, we use patient and client interchangeably today, um, the way to process your client's payment. And once you got them on that call, on that call with you and they're ready to work with you, you send them that link to pay you, right? You don't wait and go back two, three days. When I have done this, because I have, I've actually done it recently, which was all the things that I teach. I didn't practice what I preach um, and I didn't do it. But have your links ready when, when you're on your call. That is a successful selling strategy. Okay. And the other thing is, although this is not something that's regulated within the industry as a new coach, I think it is a really good thing um, to have, and that is contracts. And one thing that I really like about contracts is that it sets boundaries. Um, it sets boundaries because you're communicating expectations. You under you are communicating expectations of you as a coach to your client, as well as your expectations of your client to your client. And that's something that they can always reference back to. And it's just a binding agreement, like a promise to each other, kind of like back in the day when we would do a handshake, right? Now this is a form of a handshake and we can always go back and reference it. It's a great point of reference. And I guess, again, for me being a nurse and us as being nurses, right? I'm looking at policy and procedures, something that you can always reference back to, to quote yourself, to make sure you're operating accordingly and according to your promise um, is key. And if there's any violation on either side, then you can choose how to dissolve the conflict. So I absolutely love um, contracts and it's definitely, definitely for um, boundaries, right? Setting boundaries and expectations. 
So those are big things. So those are the five big things that you definitely need. And just let me review them with you really quick. One is choosing your niche. The second thing is discovering who are your people? Who should you be helping? And then once you understand them, and you got to be their best friend, and I teach you that in the personal brand for coaches, uh, how to make them their best friend. I mean, sister, you got to be able to finish their words for them. That tells me that you're a good business for woman. The third thing is designing an offer that will help your ideal client get from A to B, creating a layer of transformation. In the 90-Day Accelerator, I do help you write that curriculum. I help you reverse engineer, make sure there's actionable things in each one of your modules where your client is going to see transformation as they're going through each one of your modules, okay? And then creating a simple yet one-page that um, marketing plan that is super, super effective. And then number five is making sure you have your systems in place. Let me tell you about number six. Number six is making sure that you are clear as a coach when you're entering this space is that you are the brand of you. What sells and pushes your product is you. You are the service. So let's stop hiding. Let's get okay with coming from behind the scenes, getting clear about the brand of you. And number seven is positioning yourself out in the market as such getting your professional photos done, getting a first generic suit with a professional photo. Again, you have to think about how do I set myself apart in a noisy world? Setting yourself apart is not doing what everyone else is doing. Stop being the coach. Let's not be the coach who got the selfie up on our profiles. No, let's not be the coach who have other things in our bio that does not position us as the authority. So positioning yourself in the market, making sure number seven, you, you take the time and invest in a good photo shoot, a very initial photo shoot that after you're clear about the brand of you and what you stand for, what you're on a mission for, what you, how you're showing up in the world and positioning yourself, align your pictures as such. Pictures speak more words than words. People, when you're, I'm about to give y'all a nugget and I'm going to let y'all go till next Friday. <laughs> um, people will look at a picture and allow a picture to tell the story before they even go read your caption. It's true. Think about the next time of what stopped you and pause your stroll. Stroll. Sorry, stroll. Sorry, scroll on the book. All right, nurses, my friends my coaches. Think about these things. This is a conversation for a new and aspiring coach or a coach who's been in the market and who's ready to redefine their brand. If this conversation interests you and you like Sarshima, I need you. I need to work with you over the next 90 days. Go to www.iamstarshima.com forward slash build my brand. Let's work together, sis. Until next Friday. Peace. Talk to you soon.